Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f- yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. This is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Multiple times a week, our podcast will get you interviews with the most notable names in sports media, from broadcasters to dealmakers to people doing great work behind the scenes. Here's Hubie Brown. Anytime that you win an award, it's not just because of the announcer and the analyst. It's always because of the production team. That's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, thank you for the thumbs up, Eddie. What do you say, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. This is a random thought that I had. Um, Are you the type of guy... In the summer months, in particular, do you do you trim up your chest at all? All year, all year, you oh, do. I was all year. I normally do too, but my uh, chest hairs are getting a little, you know, carpety, a little carpety, yeah, shag carpety, yes, which is nasty. But you know what I'm thinking? Maybe for the winter, keep you gotta it. Go hibernate. <laughs> I might keep it for the winter. I'll still trim up, uh, you know, the south part of town. But what made you think of this? Because every day when I get out of the shower and towel off, I realize how hairy my chest is, and when I soap up in the sure in the shower. But what's the matter? You just I can't find the time during the day to get it done. <laughs> yeah, when when will I get? It? When will I trim up? Go home and do it today. But I, oh I'm, no, you're going to leave it now. Yeah, I feel like I might leave it. All right, I mean, good for you. I don't know. Listen, as long as you keep your shirt on, I don't care what you do. Yeah, exactly. I keep my shirt on anyway, but I do feel a little more manly. Although you look more muscular when you trim up your chest. That is hair. true. Well, well. It's if you're thin, yeah, it's a good look. If you're heavy, it's better to keep it. <laughs> keep the hair. The flex from the fat ass belly that you might have. Uh, yeah, I get a lot of belly hair too. Like the, the chest hair and the belly hair is a lot. Mine's the strangest thing. Like I get and I go to the now I get my hair done every my hair my hair done. I go to the barber every two weeks. Not for my hair. My hair is short. I mean, I barely have hair at this point. But the neck is just nasty. I hate that. So I go every two weeks. And it's so bizarre. If I don't shave the chest, it'll be a carpet for sure. Monstrous. So I, I do that every, eh, not every two weeks, probably every three, something like that to keep it. I don't get hair on my back, though. It's the strangest thing. Mm. Like, I don't understand. I've That's never good. understood that. Yeah. Very weird. Do you do you have, like, uh, when you clip clipper up your chest hair, do you get it down to the skin or do you uh, just you put, like, a thing on the end of it? I will take the, um, in the summer, the lowest setting, and then in the winter, a setting above, which, oh, is still little, very, which is still very short. But a little extra for the winter, um, a little quarter inch. Yeah, but not, but I'm doing it every couple of weeks, so right. it doesn't really matter, to be quite honest. And what, do you vacuum that up, or you just sweep it up? Uh, uh, vacuum. Yeah, but first I put it uh, First, I do it over a towel. Oh, okay. Number one. Then I go shake that out outside oh, into, you the, into do, the garbage you, pail. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You shake out your chest hairs all over the... Into the garbage pail. Okay. Yep. And then got to vacuum up everything else. Towel goes in the washing machine. 
Done deal. I like when it all just falls on the floor. It's just a big pile of hair. And you want to look at it? Then I, yeah, then I vacuum it up. It's cool. Could do that. Could do that too, I suppose. But my vacuum has one of those uh, clear canisters. So you can see it? Yeah, it's like dog hair mixed with my chest That's hairs. Some look. Somewhat disgusting. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. When I empty it out at the end of the day. Yeah. I wrote a couple items down here, Jerry. I hope Jerry. so, because I got nothing. Oh, this is interesting. We had talked about Cameo. Yeah. I want to tell you how much of a ripoff Cameo is for the people who are selling their messages. A ripoff for them. For them. And, and why they're you giving get... up, you mean? Yeah. Okay. So I was looking to, because uh, I uh, ordered a Cameo for my niece. Did who... she ever get it yet? No. So I canceled that one, and I found another. That she's into. Good person, yeah. Okay. And I just, just sent to that person. All right. But while I was there looking around to try to figure out how to cancel something, I stumbled upon their terms of agreement for the people who are on Cameo. Got it. So you can book Cameo two different ways. You can book it through the website on right. a computer, Cameo.com, I think it is, mm-hmm. or you could book through the app. Okay. That's those two ways. So the first one I booked through the computer. Now that one... Because I canceled it because the the woman never sent me my cameo, uh, they had put a hold on my credit card until it was done. So mm-hmm. since it was never done, they just released a hold on the credit card. All good. Yep. But I was reading if I had booked that on the app, they would only give me credit. Really? Which is weird. So because like, they've been probably because Google Play or Apple paid them already. But here's the interesting thing about it. So for the person, like you, let's say you, me, you and I wanted to go on Cameo and, mm-hmm. and offer our services. Right. And let's just for round numbers uh, say that we uh, are going to charge $50. Okay. Like someone goes to the website, it costs $50. So right off the bat, Cameo takes 30%. 15 bucks? 15 bucks out of wow. that. Okay. So now you're down to 35 Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. So you're at $35. Right. If someone booked it through the app instead of on the website. Which is how most people, I think, are probably doing it. Right. Apple takes 30% first. What time out? Because you're using an iOS Apple app. So then, all right. So you charge them 50. Mm -hmm. If you book it on the app. Apple gets fifteen percent. It's thirty five. So they get the now you're down to thirty five, and then Cameo takes have fifteen percent of the thirty five or of the fifty of the thirty five. So that's another ten fifty. Well, it's actually so uh, Cameo. I'm sorry, Cameo takes twenty five percent. Wow! If you book it through the Apple app, Apple takes thirty percent. Then out of that fifteen dollar, out of that thirty five dollars you have left. Cameo takes their 25%. Wow. And then you get the rest. So a $50 charge, if you book it on the app, is essentially about $28 going to the person. They're losing out on $22. Maybe even more yeah. than that, actually. No, more than that. Wait, time out. 25% of 35 is 357 Is Yeah, that's right. Eight bucks. So you're getting about $27. you are getting $27. You're getting almost half. Right. And you're giving up half, almost half. Wow. I didn't And that's for somebody that. who only charges 50s. The, some of these people, like the really well-known people, like Aaron Boone is on that. Yeah. I, I think he might charge 500 bucks. Sure. So he might be getting like two, 280 yeah. out of the 500, which I'm not crying for him. But that's interesting because you would think, because apps are so cheap. Yeah. I would think the app would get a dollar 
Right. And Cameo would take like two bucks. I didn't know that. That's really that's and in their in their writing for the contracts that are online for yeah. the, they go, uh but most people don't worry, most people book through the website. No way. Just like No, you I say. think most people do the app. Yeah. Not many people are on desktops doing this stuff. Right. I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think either. I wouldn't think. That but it, it comes back to what I said before about Small business, you gotta. You think you figure out a way to make some money to get a little bit ahead, and there's always you're getting punched in the face from every different angle. Right. It's like the food delivery things we talk yeah. about. Like yeah. you order a fifteen dollar sandwich, yeah, and it ends up costing you like twenty eight dollars. Right. I gotta tell you this. So you know, I'm using Shopify to sell the calendars. Right, we've we've discussed this. Shopify is, it's tremendous. They do everything. And you, with Shopify, now it does cost money to set it up and you got to, there's, it's a process. But once you get through the process, if you can hang with it, (laughs) I pay them monthly. I thought since I was paying them monthly, like I think I pay them, I think it comes out to 34 a month. I don't remember. I get confused with Printify and Shopify and my website. It's, the amount of charges per month are just ridiculous. Whatever. I think it's like 34 a month to have Shopify to be able to do stuff. Well, they send you a breakdown at the end of the month of every of everything. What was sold, what's left in terms of if you actually so I put an inventory number up of calendars so I know not to sell too many. And when we get to zero, no one can buy them. I ran into that problem last year and I had to buy more, which was fine. Um, so they give you a report of what's left. They give you a report on how many customers visited, how many purchased, how many didn't, how many put something in the shopping cart and abandoned it. Nice. Um, That's cool. When I tell you it's a great service, so don't misunderstand what I'm saying. It's a great service. But I thought for my 30-something dollars a month, that's what I got. You get the report at the end of the month. Then you see all the fees they take from every purchase. So I'm sitting there. Remember I told you like shipping, if you see that you bought a calendar and Shopify is charging $4 and something for shipping, and then you see the stamp, you know, the thing on the envelope says $2.60. You're thinking, well, where's the other two bucks go? They take it. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable how many fees that you don't see either because they don't with like they don't ask you for the money. They just take it. At the end of the month, they take it out of every purchase. So I just, I'm looking at October. I'm like, wait, or September rather. I didn't even realize how many, how much money, because like the money wasn't adding up. I'm like, shouldn't there be a little bit more when I'm doing the math? And then I went to the September report. I'm like, you sons of bitches, you took this amount. Like, wow. No matter what you do. Yeah, it's probably like that everywhere, right? So if I'm you have sure. an, if uh, somebody has an Etsy shop, yes, I'm sure they're taking money. I remember I've sold a couple things on eBay over the years yeah. when I was moving, and I remember that not being. I don't remember being like, wow, they're taking so much. I, I eBay's fair. I think eBay's probably yeah. the fairest of the bunch. It was at the time, definitely. I it's don't know what it different, is now. I, eBay to me has a different reputation now as more of a gar- like an online garage sale. And I know that's not what it is. That's what I think of it as, like people trying to get rid yeah. of stuff. Whereas the Shopify thing, they're, they're trying to be online stores. Yeah. So it's a little different. But you are right. I think the fees are much less on eBay. Right. So then it's, it's weird because how many times... Do you look at somebody selling something online? You're like, why are they sell it? It's so expensive. It's, it's impossible because they, the the companies that you're working with are taking all the yeah. taking so much cash. I'll tell you, you're the one that convinced me. You know, as you know, I put a couple of um, hoodies up. Yeah, 
and there's 60 bucks. And I told you that bothers me because that's to me, it's a lot. But you and many people have since told me, no, it's actually not. Yeah, if I want to go buy a hoodie and I have a couple of sites I buy things from, a hoodie to me, I'm I'm going to expect to pay between 71 and right. 75 bucks. I, I thought that was crazy. I thought 60 was nuts. So you told me that I felt a little bit better about it. And some people have bought them and... One guy emailed me, like, why I'm not doing more. And I said, because the stuff I think costs too much money. And he wrote me back. He goes, no. He goes, just like you said, he goes, online shopping has become ridiculous. And it's because of all the fees. Yeah. Because you, like, you don't want to buy a – so many times when we get shirts from people, like free shirts. Yeah. Uh, they, they're terrible. They're terrible. They're like bad quality shirts, misshapen, don't fit right. So you don't want to sell that right. in order to keep it cheaper. Correct. You don't want bad quality, and you don't want to rip people. Think people are right. getting ripped off, and so you're trying to find the happy medium. It's hard to find though. But then it's weird, like you talk about like T-shirts. It's weird to charge somebody thirty five dollars, even if it's a quality T-shirt. Correct. But if you want to make, there's also a balance of just getting stuff out there and trying to make a little bit of money. If you want to make a little bit of money, you have to charge it. Yeah. Otherwise, because everyone else is making all the money. <laughs> right. It's Everybody really who's, funny. Who's, yeah, who's handling. Yes. And then think of how many people they handle and how much money these Correct. places are taking out of the small business person's sure. hands. Now, in fairness to a Shopify, what they do, I do believe it's totally worth it. I just, this has been an experience understanding how it works. And you think, like, for instance, you think that you're going to make, as you know, I told you this story before, when I was selling the mugs for $15, which I thought was a very average price for a 15-ounce mug, I'm like, that's pretty good. And you think, oh, look, I'm, I sold like seven or eight of them. That's great. And then you look at the statement like, wait, um, why did I lose 90 cents on all these, like on all the mug orders? And then you go to find out, huh, to actually make money, you have to charge at least 20 bucks because yeah. of all the fees, the printing fees, the drop ship fees. It's like they could just put in a ball sack fee if they wanted. The ball sack fee. Who are you going to argue with? Right. But for what it is, though, it really is a great service. It's just you got to understand it. Which is why I think like Barstool, they sell a ton of merchandise. Right. And I th I think based on hearing conversations on their podcasts that they order a bunch of shirts. Like it's not like print on demand. Right. They so see, they're going to buy in bulk. They're going to buy a thousand they have a warehouse. Time. See, that's different. But Dave, I've, I've heard Dave Portnoy talk about like trying to guess like what. Yes you know, how many shirts to order because they don't want them sitting right. in the warehouse. Especially if they're timely. Right. So like, here's my issue for the calendar. How many do you buy? Because if I don't sell them, guess what? When you get to January 5th, no one wants a new calendar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do you want 250 calendars in it? You're going to make, you know, fire, you know, burn in the fireplace in the right, winter? Right, because then any profit that you thought you were making from the actually selling the calendars is gone because you have unused inventory. Right. And that's not a print on demand. What a balance. You have to buy a certain amount and then they ship them to you. And the more you buy, the less it is, but it's, it's tough. Very tough. I think about that with every business, right? So you're a coffee shop. How much coffee am I buying? Mm -hmm. How many paper cups? How many, you yeah. know, cause then you like, you want to have some in stock in case one month your supplier is low and sure. doesn't, well, and the coffee is interesting because you don't want the coffee going stale. Yeah, you don't want it sitting there. I mean, I guess it's vacuum sealed to a point, but it's still, you don't want coffee with a line around for two years. No. And that's why the food business is hard because if you don't sell the food, it goes trash.
That's just wasted money. Especially the fresh food yeah. place, right? So you go to a place that does salads and like that that can't sit out there very long. Right. And if it doesn't move, you might as well just take dollar bills and start ripping them up because that's essentially what you just did. You throw them right in the garbage. Yeah, it's true. Very true. Tell me if you're interested in this interview, Jerry. I saw that this is coming up, I believe, all October 31st. Howard Stern interviewing, for the first time ever, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, I would listen to that. Yeah, I'm very interested in this. I would. When, October, Chris, Halloween, you said? Yeah. October 31st? October 31st, supposedly. Yeah, that's an interview, actually, I would be bothered that I actually fired him on my serious. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Yeah, I would be I would be into that. Yeah, I know. I got to figure out a way to... I don't know if someone will pop it up on uh, YouTube I or if I, if I just subscribe for the... Uh, you know, for a week. I guess you could do that. I'm sure they'll put little segments up that'll make yeah. you want to watch it, but I, they're not going to post that whole interview. There's but no I've way. never seen Bruce Springsteen sit down for a lengthy interview. Right, because that you've got to assume is going to be an hour. Uh, yeah, I would think at least. Maybe longer. And he's got to know what he's in for. Yeah, I would think so. You know, like time-wise, I mean. Yeah, yeah. He's not showing up thinking I'm going to sit down for 12 minutes and get the hell out to the next one. Right. Yeah, I would definitely be into that. And I think he's a guy that would warm up the longer you're sitting there talking to him. Sure. Like in the beginning, you're probably going to get one-word answers, very protective answers. See, that's what impressed me about Billy Corgan when he was here. Yeah. I thought he was uh, very open and outward when he was here. When he was on with Stern, the first, like, 10 minutes was, like, pulling teeth. And then all of a sudden, as the interview went on, the answers got a little longer, his thinking got a little deeper, and he was like an open book. The last hour of that interview was outstanding. Let's listen to me the last hour. Right. But like that first 15 minutes, I'm like, this is all like, pull the plug. This sucks. I would think Springsteen could be the same. Yeah. Possible. Got to get comfortable. Yeah. I'm interested in it for sure. I got to get in on that. Yeah, he also no, said I, he's bringing the guitar. Yeah, it's great. Acoustic guitar. That's cool. I like when he has musical accent. Yeah. You know, although it's, he's still home, right? Yeah. And then he'll, Bruce will be in New York City. Yeah. So that, to me, takes a little bit away from yeah, I agree. what the interview can be, as opposed to if you're right next to one another. Yeah. You don't get the same warmth. Jerry. No, you don't. You don't. And I hope no... Bruce Springsteen's not going to be at his house and Howard Stern's at By his house. By the way, house. that's very possible, that too. That I'd hope not. When they did uh, Mick Jagger. Oh, is that Jagger how that was, was set up? in uh, London in his house. Uh, and it was terrible. The Zoom call yeah, was awful. I hate that. It was not great. Yeah. I did listen to it, and it was not, I mean, it was still fun to listen to. But the audio audio quality was not very good. Oh, but you know what? Bruce Springsteen has an album coming out October thirty first. So maybe he'll be at Sirius. You know, doing he's got doing his own tour. music station over sure. there. Uh, so maybe he's doing the tour. So maybe he'll be in person. That's kind of cool. That would make sense. Yeah, I wonder I'll be if he would go on one one point one here with Scott Shannon. Scott Shannon at least one day that week, if not the thirty first. Why don't you try and get him on here? Yeah, I would love that. I would love to. Yeah, and then if you're smart. Grab the boys' coffee on Friday to give them like a four day bug so that right. you could. Then I slip do, you and I do it. <laughs> I'll do the interview. <laughs> That'd be funny. That's cool. Now, the guys aren't feeling well, so you got the warm up show till yeah. 10. <laughs> Hi, Bruce. I'm Boomer. That's it. That's Gio over there in the <laughs> cowboy sweatshirt. <laughs> and then have you been seeing this is going on in the UK? I thought this was going on here, but it's not here yet. Hopefully it doesn't. In the UK, Protesters are protesting the uh, the dairy industry and how they treat cows or something. So they're going to stores. Do these people eat meat? Uh, that I'm not sure, but who knows? 
they're going to stores and then they're pouring milk out onto the floor. That's great. I punched them right in the face, Jerry. Okay. I wrote because I wrote down what was the reason. I was like, what are they doing this for? The destructive dairy industry. Okay. I mean, again, I, I so just to be clear, everyone doing this has never had a hamburger in their life or a hot dog or a piece of ham or a piece of bologna. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's kind of important, don't you think? And they're just jackasses. They go to the refrigerated section. They're just pouring the milk out. Get arrested out. for that, would you say? Oh, for sure. That's theft. Definitely. Destruction of property. But theft. theft because yes. you're picking up the milk and you are, even though you're not, you're consuming it in a weird way by just throwing it out. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I Jerks. Meanwhile, the cow had to produce that milk. Now you've wasted it. Yes. That's a very good point. I also yeah. saw the price of butter is skyrocketing. I saw that as well. I saw Craig tweeting about it because I guess oh, okay. he claims he was on this the price of butter uh, going up uh, a couple weeks ago for some reason. I saw it on the news yesterday. Yeah, well, he's. Uh, well, I guess he was talking about a couple weeks ago, it. but it's coming. You get your butter. He was telling people to start st- stocking up on butter. Like back in the day with the toilet paper. Yeah. Start stacking it up. Now you can find it anywhere. Right. Pretty funny. It's much easier to go without butter than a toilet paper. Oh, absolutely. I remember b- b- with that toilet paper thing, Gina was having some work done in her house on the front porch. The guy, she was getting a new floor. And the guy's telling us about this virus that's coming. Yeah. He's like, we're going to have a shortage of toilet paper. Is that true? Yeah. And when he left, Gina goes, should we go get toilet paper? I go, no. I go, this guy's putting in your floors. What does he know about it? <laughs> it was unbelievable. Apparently a lot more than you thought. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like, I was like, remember that guy who was putting in your floor told us to get under, uh, I wonder uh, what news paper. channel he saw that on. I don't know what you, he was reading. There's no way anybody just comes up with that no. concept in their minds. No way. Was, he went specifically for toilet paper. Hmm. Well, I guess he had plenty of good pooping. Yeah, he probably was loaded up on toilet paper. <laughs> yes. Let me get it. One of these guys stockpiling it in his basement. Right. It is weird. Do you think about it ever when you turn down the toilet paper aisle and see all the toilet paper? Like, huh, remember when this, these shelves empty. are empty? Yeah. And you were driving from place to place looking for, like, one roll. Yeah. Where can we get toilet? I heard there's toilet paper at the stop and shop. Well, you know what's so funny? It makes me think, too. Didn't you buy industrial toilet paper? I did. <laughs> Which, listen, it did the job, but it was... It, they were the rolls were gigantic. Yeah. So it was like the uh, the holder that we have in the bathrooms. They're not on the wall or anything. They're freestanding. It like leaned the thing over, <laughs> and it wasn't uh, soft, right? It was, it was more industrial. No, hurt was, your butt it, when it you was, wipe. Now wasn't that bad, but it wasn't great. It was not great. But it made me. It makes me think every time I'm going up and down the turnpike. I oh when I pass by exit, I think it's exit seven, not seven A. I think seven. I think back to right after the Sandy Storm when you couldn't get gasoline anywhere. Oh, right. But if you went like 40 minutes down the turnpike past exit 11, it was as if nothing happened. And I remember that week that I would, that's where I would go fill up. I went twice. So I drove like 35 miles out of my way because I had the big pickup truck at the time. So I had a 30-gallon tank. So I would get the 30 gallons, drive, fill up. Drive home, all right, I'm fine. So I used a gallon of gas coming back, maybe a gallon and a half, whatever it was. But then I was good. Everybody else is on these lines for a half hour. And I'm like, I don't tell anybody, but if you just go a half hour south, you're kind of good. And that's what I wound up doing. I'm thinking, my God, I used to drive down here just to get gas. Right. And it makes you realize how reliant we are on everything. And it's scary. 
Yeah, and then how quickly we forget, oh, I couldn't get toilet paper or I right. couldn't get gas. Now you pull in the gas station, there's someone in front of you. You're like, what the? Right. Can we move this along yeah, here? <laughs> there was a 60 Minutes piece about three to four weeks ago, and I started watching it, and I turned it off because it's depressing, frightening, all in the same. It's talking about how beware, be ready for Russia trying to tear down our, not a regional, our national electric grid. Oh. And hacking it and putting viruses in it because everything is now computerized and what it will be like without power for longer than a week. Not good. We'll be eating each other. That is some scary stuff. Is that right? Yeah, and it's like, you know, everybody's got the whole thought process. Well, that's not going to happen to us. Not now, not this time. Well, I'm sure people in Ukraine didn't think that you know, they'd be fighting for their lives right now. Right. Um, scary. There's a, a commercial that runs on our stream when I'm listening to Cartner Roberts. It runs all afternoon. It's about a guy a guy selling you uh, doomsday food. I believe it. Where you're supposed to load up your uh, yeah. basement with with this food product that yeah. he has. Well, that or cans. Yeah. Cans that or goods. get a whole bunch of canned soups. And beans. Beans are also terrific in a can. Beans are fine, too, but at least. Tuna fish. Yeah, I mean, anything that's vacuum-sealed, get a whole bunch of it. Have we? No. No. I haven't done that. I should. I haven't. I haven't either. I have plenty of room in my little basement area. I yes. just be filled with canned food. Look at this, yeah. If something ever happens, that basement area is going to get raided. <laughs> Good luck. I've got a guard uh, greyhound, Jerry. Maybe you've heard of her. She will stop people. That's true. Is she a guard dog? Not really. Okay. Never mind then. All righty. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up program. We'll be back here tomorrow. We'll be talking Yankees Astros game one. Yeah. That's not getting rained out, right? And it's no, there's a roof and there's a football Thursday. Oh, and a football th- what is the game? Do That's you remember? terrible. I don't know. I don't remember. Something bad though. It can't be good. Okay. We'll get you ready for that too. Two. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go, 5.02. We've got more Yankee baseball come for you later today. The Eddie Scazzeri, what is up? And across me, his name, his name, his name, his name is Alan Lester Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. I love afternoon playoff it, baseball. It was Honestly, so great. I couldn't agree with you more. 
the game was over and it wasn't even bedtime for me. It was so awesome. You were actually able to watch that game, or at least have it on. I did. And know that when it was over, it wasn't midnight. Exactly. I know. I know, I know, I know. It was so cool. Now, that will not be the case tonight. Uh, no, what's the tonight's uh, starting? 737. 737. You'll have the Phillies and Padres at 4 o'clock. Okay. When that game flew right by last night, too. Yeah, no it was hits. Like fast moving baseball. How about yesterday? Zach Wheeler, seven innings, one hit, eight strikeouts. Is that right? Yeah, I figured you'd check that. I didn't. The only you didn't thing put I... that on the show sheet? No. Oh. The only thing I saw, the only thing I put on the show sheet was that Kyle Schwarber hit like a 488 foot home that run to the, the upper deck. Upper deck and right field. Although the um, the Bryce Harper home run, more important because snapped the scoreless. Time. Is that right? Well, it was nothing, nothing when he home run. Yeah. I'm with Gio. I'm not paying any attention to these uh, outside of uh, our, our, our um, you know, local there are, teams. There are certain teams that intrigue me. The Phillies actually do. Yeah. And I, the Padres got a good lineup. Like I, This series to me is actually interesting. I will I will watch today at 4 o'clock. Okay. I will. That's a nice four. I do like a 4 o'clock game. I'm yeah. more apt to watch that. Some people love a rainy four. night. You yeah. love a 4 o'clock game. I love a 4 o'clock oh, I game. I love a 4 o'clock game. I had the game on uh, on my TV yeah. in the background. I was cooking my dinner, at, which also happens at 4 o'clock. At 4 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. But I was able to, you know, yeah. peek in, look in, to do, to do. Saw the Stanton home run. And to me, I felt it game was, was over. over. Yeah. I couldn't agree with it. I mean, the fact that he still, meaning Terry Francona, still started Savali in that game. When you saw what the Yankees did, I was I don't know, it was puzzling. And then he gets like one out. He gets judged and that was it. It was terrible. Yeah, and he's pulled what in the first inning? Yeah. That, did they did he go I don't can't even remember. Did he go the full first or no? No. no. He was terrible. Yeah, the three run homer. And then when Judge hit the home run in the next inning, was yeah. it next inning? And then well, it was just like a hundred. It was the over. second inning. Though I will tell you, and at this point I was listening to John and Susan. Um, when they when the Padres loaded the bases, I guess that was the fourth or the third. I forget which one, third or the fourth. Loaded the bases with one out, and yet Jose Ramirez up, and it's a four nothing game. And even John said it. You know they are a gap. Forget a home run and a grand slam. Like they're a gap shot and a double away from making this four two or four three very quickly, and then everything can get tight. And he got a pop, I mean, not a pop up, but he got a fly ball and a sack fly. It's four one. Get the next guy. That's it. That yeah. at that point. I did think that too in the first inning, a three nothing game's over. But when they when they were able to turn him aside and only give up the one run, I'm like, you know what, this game is done. Yeah, so that you had three moments. You had the Stanton three run homer where you could say it was over, Judge tacking on the home run, and then getting out of yeah. that jam. Yeah, I would and say so. Like, I would say so. That's it. That and that was it. That was that was everything. So. Yeah, I got to have that. Then I went when I took a shower, I put on my uh, speaker in the bathroom. I had John and Susan on. Yep. So I got to hear some radio calls. Very I got nice. to hear some TV calls. You know what I do like? So you mentioned Savali not getting out of the first inning. So when you look at his box score, so they start the stats over for the postseason when you look at a box score. So you won't see that Judge hit his 64th home run and 63 the other night. He's got, you know, two. So Savali's line, one-third of an inning. It was um, three runs on two hits. One strikeout, 26 pitches, only 12 were strikes, which is brutal. ERA, 81. <laughs> this guy's going to give up 81 runs That's actually if very, we keep him in. Very funny. So, yeah, so that was the end of that, and uh, away we go. And then they were they were having fun. Susan and John were having fun that they bring in the pitcher, Henches, 
to pitch to hedges. <laughs> Henches to hedges? Yes. It was funny. I did also like the statistic that uh, when Judge and Stanton Homer in a game, the Yankees' record is like yeah, like four hundred nothing. I know, it's I know, an insane thing. So, listen, uh, it gave me vibes. You know, as a Mets fan, Jerry, it gave me vibes of uh, when the Mets had that game Saturday against the Padres, right? When like the pitcher who was supposed to pitch well pitched well. Mm-hmm. Your two main stars in Alonzo and uh, Lindor homered. It was, right. it was just uh, that same formula last night. It's kind of the way you draw it up, like if you That's were going how you to. Draw it up. Yep. And Cortez, you know, it is funny. And I give him all the credit in the world. And I love the guy. And I, I've been, I've said from the start, like in June, this is your best pitcher. And Garrett Cole was terrific the other night. So I'm not taking anything away from him in game four. But, you know, Cortez has been so good. He was great yesterday. I'm listening to the post game show. I had, a, I had a Rutgers dinner last night, so I was able to listen to the first. I watched some, and then I listened to another hour or so. So I didn't see. I was good through through five. I didn't realize when I got in the car and the game was over that he came out after five. Okay, whatever. So I'm listening to the questions, and they're talking about this heroic performance, and you know that was masterful. And how did you know you could do? I'm like, damn, did this guy throw like eight innings? Like, the way they were talking to him, like, you know. And I'm like, he threw five innings. He was great. He was wonderful. But he didn't, on three days rest, he didn't give you a a complete game two hitter. Right. You still needed Lawashiga to go out there and get two. And Holmes and probably, I don't know. Peralta. Yeah, the media's funny. And then uh, Derek, uh, Derek, uh, Garrett Cole was warming up in the bullpen. But we might see him as a closer. Yeah. Shut it down. You did not. We did not see that. So now we get Jamison Tyone yes. tonight. Now, before we do that, did you hear Francona with the media at all? What did he say? So, And I think Francona is one of the most well-regarded managers in baseball. Is that fair? That's very fair. Seems like a very respectful guy usually. Yes. So I don't think this is a terrible question. I don't. Because you were up two games to one. You had game four in your own building and you couldn't close it out. You had a chance yesterday. Couldn't do it. Fine. Here's the question and answer from Francona. What was the big difference in this series, why the Yankees are moving on and you're not? I think that's fair. I really do. I, I, I 100% think that's a fair question when you had a 2-1 lead. They, they won th- one more game than us. <laughs> that's like when Tom Brady broke down the Buccaneers' struggles. He said, well, we just need to score more points. I know. That's what he said the other day. Like, I think it's like the, the Guardians, formerly the Indians, they have now lost 10 straight games in the postseason when they could have advanced. Why? Like, what's the re? I think it's a good question. I You're 2-1. Just... Why? Why? I would have just went with this. All young guys will be back next year. You could go with that. That's fine. That's what I would do. There are do. other teams that have young guys, too, though. And you don't know that you're going to be back next year. That's the thing about it. You have no idea. That's the magic of baseball, Jerry. You never know whether this was your one shot. You don't know. Or you have no idea. You'll get another shot. That is very true. Same goes for the Yankees. You, you don't know. We don't know. By the way, did you see, before we get on to Tyone, did you see that Bob Costa, and I I am not saying he doesn't know it. Clearly he forgot it. Did you hear the clip where he forgot that the Yankees won in 2009? I did not hear this. You did not hear it? I got, I, well, I'm got. i going to try and find By it. By the way, he, I enjoyed Bob Costas last night. 
I'm sick of everyone bad-mouthing Bob Costas. No, good for you. Here he was talking about uh, the Yankees in the postseason in recent times. The Yankees have won 40 pennants and 27 World Series in their history. But they haven't been to the World Series since 2009. And they haven't won it since Joe Torrey's team three-peated in 2000. That's a weird just reading at that point. But that's Bob Costas. Yeah, but that was a guy. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but I think he was just reading off a paper that somebody gave him. And that no, well then, that, well, then shame on him then. Yes. That should be his prep, not someone else's. Oh. You know. Oh, he's a big-time broadcaster, Jerry. He gets a prep guy. Mm, or gal. I don't believe that Bob Costas is, you want to tell me he's got a prep guy, that's fine. I don't believe that he goes in unprepared and just reads, reads it without looking at it. I don't buy that. Hmm. There's no way. He's too much of a pro. For too long. That was a weird one. To just show up and read whatever someone hands him, like Brett Favre did. That's Bob Costas. And I don't believe that he doesn't know that the Yankees won in 2009. Right. I mean, that's a strange one. That's a weird one. I, yeah, I thought so, too. So, whatever. <laughs> what is? Yeah. By the way, uh, Aaron Hicks, when he had that collision yeah. with Oswaldo Cabrera, mm-hmm. who... And, and we've seen this, I think, in the playoffs more so than the regular season, maybe because of the importance of every pop fly. You know, you don't want it to drop in between you. Of course. I always thought, that when I was in Little League at least, there was a hierarchy of when, when a particular position called the ball, it was their ball. Yeah, I would say so, sure. And that hierarchy is, if the center fielder calls for it, it's his ball. Yep. If the shortstop calls for it, it's his ball. The shortstop one is weird, though, because of how deep he is behind third base. And you've got Hicks coming in, and I was listening to John and Susan at this point, too, and they were making the point, because I guess the Cleveland had an issue with one of the pop-ups uh, as well, if not yesterday, I guess over the weekend, and she was making the case, Susan was, that the noise in this series, like the stadium has been so alive, both in Cleveland and here, that they were kind of thinking that no one oh, can hear each other. Hear. Yeah. So it looks like on tape, they're all calling for it. No one can hear anybody. And if you don't hear anybody, you're going after it. It's, a was- shame. it's unfortunate for Hicks because he was actually starting to get playing time again as the season is winding down. I also think it's strange when third basemen or uh, shortstops go running out to the outfield, awkwardly looking over their shoulder to try. let the outfielder get the ball. Well, what if the outfielder can't get to it? And you can. I feel like he can get to it. Well, you, but you don't know where he's playing. Is he playing by the warning track? Is he playing shallow? Is he shaded to center field? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that comes into play yeah. there. And that ball's down the line. It's in the outfield, but it's down the line. I don't know. It's like Josh Donaldson the other night did the thing where he goes running out, and then he dot. Then he's diving out in the outfield for a ball that's in left field. Let the left fielder get it. But if he's not there, go catch the ball. That's the difference between them and us. They want to go get the ball. They want the ball hit to them. (laughs) You would prefer to say, Coach, it's in the outfield. I'm an infielder, not my ball. I did think about this rando guy who was the last batter for the Guardians. I don't even know who he was. Who made the last out? I don't know, but he, he he didn't look like... He was a baller. You didn't think he wanted any part of it? No, no, I'm just saying he didn't look like a, like he wasn't one of the oh, main. Oh, Miles Straw. Oh, is he? He is one of the main guys. He is. Miles Straw, he's the one that had the, right? He was the one that got into the argument with the fans back in April at Yankee Stadium. Remember that? No, I don't remember that. You don't? Okay. We talked but about when I, that. I, when I saw that dude get up, I was like, wow, I would not want to be in this position. Yeah, but you're, that's, that's the difference. That's a That's the difference in the mentality of a player and a non-player. 
you're right, but I will tell you in that spot, he's coming up with nothing. I mean, yes, you could right, nothing to lose. get a base hit and yeah. drive in a couple of runs, but at that point, you're not expected to do anything. It's 5-1. to one. The game's right. over. You got a guy on base, whatever, but. Now on a, on that Aaron Hicks collision, I thought he hit. I thought they bumped heads or something, but it was a knee situation. I think it was knee to knee, and you could knee? see. Yeah, if you watch the replay, um, which I've seen a few times, you see Cabrera's leg hits the left the left leg. Yeah, I think it's the left leg of um, of Hicks, and it kind of bends in and awkwardly in. And you feel again, you feel bad for him. You really do. Like they actually needed him to yeah. play the outfield, and now he's see ya. He's out for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's, it sucks. It really does, especially if they go on to win. What do you like? What do you think about this Jamison Tyone against Justin Verlander? I think uh, on paper the Astros should win three nothing, four nothing, and I think at the end of the day the Yankees might win this game ten nine because that's baseball. It makes no sense. Like Verlander in his first game, I think gave up. What did he give up to uh, Seattle? Six runs on ten hits in like four innings? You know his ERA this season was like one point something, and he's going to win the Cy Young. And he goes out there, and he was horrendous. So maybe he'll be horrendous again tonight. I don't know. What about this? Another Stanton and Judge home run combo. Well, listen, that would be nice. So let's go back to 2017 when everyone wants to say the Astros won only because they cheated, which is not the case. So I will pull up the 2007 ALCS, okay? That's all I'm going to do. 2017, you mean? What did I just say? Seven. I'm going to pull that up, too, for you. (laughs) (laughs) So if you go by that game by game, and you look at the games in Houston. Now, remember, the Yankees won their games at Yankee Stadium. They lost all games in Houston. It was a very home-and-home type of series. How many runs do you think the Yankees scored in Houston in four games? Four games in Houston that they lost all four of them. Eight runs. Try again. Six runs. Keep going. Five runs. Keep going. Four runs, Jerry. Still not there. Three runs. Yeah. They scored, they scored how many games? three runs in four games oh, in Houston. So, yeah, it would be nice to see Judge and Stanton do what they did today, tonight, or yesterday, tonight. Because if they do, they got a great chance to win. They lost 2-1 in game one, 2-1 in game two to Justin Verlander. Game six, they lost 7-1 to Justin Verlander, and then they lost 4 nothing in Game 7. So I get it. The Astros sucked. They cheated fine. Blah, 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 blah. I'm pretty sure, though, if they play four games in Houston in this ALCS and score three runs, they will lose again. They will. I kind of like throwing Jamison Tyone against Houston's best pitcher. Cause right, because now you'll get your best pitcher against, against not their best pitcher. Right, exactly. It works both ways. Why throw, uh, you know, a Garrett Cole against Justin Verlander? When you're probably going to lose, save Garrett Cole for a. Well, what a if Justin pitcher? Verlander goes out and doesn't pitch well like he didn't pitch well last week, and Cole does? That's why. Oh, you don't know how these games are going to play. Who the hell knows? Would you put? Would you put at this point? Because I've got to think clearly, the winner of this series is going to be your World Series favorite. Doesn't mean they're going to win, but they'll be the favorite. Would you put some shekels on the Yankees right now to win the World Series? No. Okay. <laughs> I would not. The Astros? Yes. You would? Yes. So you like Houston in this series? Yes. I have a sneaky feeling about the Yankees. I don't know why. I'll be rooting for the Yankees. I'm not one of these anti-Yankee rooters. No, you're a front runner. Yeah, I love right. a good front running team. Correct. Well, no, you're the no, front runner no, for I'm the winning front, team. Front runner for football, but baseball, I'm really a Mets fan only. And then 
for business, I root for the Yankees. Understood. Good for business, Jerry. Good for business. So if that's good for business, we'll talk more Yankees and a whole bunch of other stuff. We've got two old owners that are trying to fight one another apparently in the NFL. We'll get to that. And then we've got Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. Oh, man, I'm busy talking to Jerry. I don't even have my music ready. Oh, Paul McCartney's coming up. How about that? Uh, 525. This isn't Wings, right? This is Paul McCartney. This is Paul McCartney, Jerry. Got it, got it, got it. All right, Yankees win. We've got Yankees-Astros tonight coming up tonight, as a matter of fact. We'll have it on the van. Yeah. I was telling you during the break, I was listening to John and Susan while I was uh, t- taking a shower. Yeah. And I heard Susan do a read for some sort of dating website called, I think it's called The League. Like like the Major League? Like that league? That league, yeah. And But I couldn't tell, like, in the read, the copy for the commercial right yeah, the did league. not say... That it was like for baseball fans looking to date, or like what was special about it? Uh, well, let's see. I'm I'm on the website. You're Why on the not? league website, Jerry. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, are you in? Let's see. Put your preferences in. It just looks like it's a dating site. Why would? Uh, Very good looking website too. Let me you tell need, you. You need. Uh, you need. I thought it was like, hey, are you baseball fans? I mean, this date is, each other. All right. Well, I will tell you this. They are using. Um, they're kind of using that lingo yeah. to where, like, this little line here. We will send you five prospects to scout every day. <laughs> I and like they that. send them, and they send them at happy hour. Yeah. Think five at five. <laughs> You'll be sure to hit a home run. A great, yeah, I'm sure. That's great. So it's a new uh, new dating app. That's wonderful. Had I been single, maybe I'd try it. I love all the uh, commercials during baseball season. And football season that they all just use the lingo of the season. Yeah, I know. You'll be sure. Don't fumble the ball away. <laughs> use Johnson & Johnson tax accounts. Yeah. We're the pros that will hit a home run every day for you. The worst is I the know. Pete Alonzo TV commercial. That I runs like on those. S&Y. Hi, I'm Pete Alonzo. I know a thing or two about hitting home runs about car insurance. That's a good commercial, though, where the guy's in the car. And they go, How'd you get my car? <laughs> That's a good one. Try not to strike out when choosing <laughs> your commercials or choosing your insurance. Yeah, I know. But good for him. And good for you. Good for him. Uh, oh, this uh, Josh Naylor. Now I like him, Jerry. I didn't like him when he did the, uh, what does he do? Walk the baby? Penguin, He's rocking the baby. Rocking the baby. Right. That's, you're talking about walk the penguin. That was, oh, that was Edwin, Edwin Encarnacion yeah. and, and Michael Kay. Bob Costas had a message for Naylor. Eddie. Said a Neller. I'll show you rock the baby. Rock this. <laughs> I did hear him say that. I was like, oh, Bob's getting a little uh, feisty on yeah, there. Well, he's probably gotten beaten up, you know, on social media. If he's seen it, I don't know. But he's hearing some of the criticism. So, so he's actually, probably, you know what? Everybody rock this. <laughs> he was a uh, he was a guest on the Chicago, no, the Cleveland morning show, 92.3, uh, the fan. This was Neller. Uh, no, this is Bob Costas. Well, Bob Costas. And uh, the host asked him about, uh, you know, everyone criticizing him during the these playoffs. And he says that, you know, he doesn't see a lot of it because he's not on social media. But he, he did. Did they say, let us read some to you, Bob? <laughs> uh, well, he actually referenced Mike Francesa. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay. Me, well, there were, I mean, there were headlines he, around the Internet. Yeah, he didn't use Francesa's name, but he... He went verbatim what Francesca said about oh, really? Bob Costas. Not oh, oh Mike's uh, critique of him was he's telling Yankee fans 
stuff we already know about the Yankees. And in some cases, stuff that he doesn't know about the Yankees because they did win a World Series in 2009. But yes, I got gotcha. you. But Bob Cosa's point was, this is a national broadcast. True. I Not yeah. everyone knows everything Correct. about the Yankees. Here's what I would say to that, though. Yeah. And this is something that we have discussed for how long. Nobody watches these games outside of the markets they're in. They I don't. See. You're right. The, the the baseball ratings in the postseason are atrocious around the country. The only ones watching are in Cleveland and New York. So Costas is right. It is a national broadcast. I agree. But to Mike's point, go look at the ratings. Tell me how many people in California watched that game yesterday. Zero. Not many. Not many. Actually, zero people. No, it was more than zero. In. My cousins watched it in oh, uh, Walnut did. Creek, California. So there was more than zero. So but they not many. It. Yeah. Not many. It's funny, this, this uh, Josh Naylor uh, said he loved being the villain. Yeah. Uh, his quote is, that was honestly like a dream come true as a kid playing in an environment like this where they've got diehard fans. It's cool. The fact I got that going through the whole stadium, that was sick. And they were. It was great. I agree. I thought the Yankee fan, you know, there were questions going into this series. Are they going to sell out the stadium? Not only did they sell out the damn stadium, I mean, they are into it. They were on fire yesterday. It was, and you had mentioned yesterday, do you think that everybody will be there? The yeah. place will be packed because of the rescheduling game. Man, that was some cool environment. And it, it showed on TV, too. Yes. That and uh, they were they were chanting, uh, who's your daddy, when he would pop out or make yeah, it out. It was great. And then when the game ended. We want Houston! We want Houston! You're going to get your chance. <laughs> Starts tonight. Does start tonight. Now, Glaber Torres did the rock the baby. Yes. When he uh, got the final out at second base. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very, And it was very, it was well done. It was very quick. It yeah. wasn't nuts. It was, it was good. Yeah. And I even saw this Josh Naylor when he, he I think he's the one who lined out to um, Josh Donaldson. Right. He was laughing. Like he was, he was having a good time. In the atmosphere. He wasn't afraid it was, of it. He embraced it. He embraced it, right. Because because when he would line out or pop out, they would all start chanting, who's yeah. your daddy? He was laughing. I thought it was tremendous. It yeah. really was. There's a lot of lot of fun stuff from this series. Yeah, it was a cool environment. Now, the Yankee fan has a very unique look when they pan the crowd like the loud Yankee fan. They look like New York. They're right. all different. They look like New Yorkers. But it's like a lot of bald guys, stocky, bald. Well, society. It's stocky. <laughs> Have you not, like, I know you don't do this. Yeah. But you want to get a good sense of society, go walk around Disney World. Everybody is overweight, sweating, huffing and puffing. It's terrible. Yeah. Me, myself included. Yeah, I'm not necessarily sure that these Yankee <laughs> fans are. It's not the overweightness that I'm noticing. It's the, it's the, they have a look like a, I'm from the Bronx look. But they are. Oh. <laughs> they all look like they work at like a, like they fix cars. Oh, come on. Have you, do you see the guys behind home plate? Name. No, not those guys. I'm talking, about the, I'm talking about the real fans that are yelling, who's your daddy? They, you know what they are? They're you and me. That's what they are. That's true, Jerry. Except you couldn't fix the car if I paid no, you to. That's what I mean. Like, I don't have that ability. So I don't have that look. These are guys. You're bald. You just said bald I'm guys. Bald, you're not like, stocky, but you're bald. Right. You fit right in. I'm bald skinny. These if are I bald. put a Yankee jersey on you, here's what we can do. 
put a real Yankee jersey, like a button-down Yankee jersey on you with the pinstripes. Okay. You leave the buttons open. You've got the white T-shirt underneath. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. And you are sitting there. We'll take the glasses off you. Okay, you're yeah. You're bald and you're screaming. You fit right in. Who's your daddy? That's it. <laughs> now I have to get you to the Bronx you to would. actually do that. Yeah. Was the last time you were there when we played softball there? Yes. Wow. That's a long time ago. That is the last time I was in the Bronx. And I ain't going back anytime soon. Even with the good seats this radio station yeah. has? No, I'm not, I'm not interested in going to Bronx. I'm not good going seats. to Queens. I'm not going to Brooklyn. I don't want to go to Manhattan, but I have to for work. You do have to. I know. you're. It's hard to get you out of Bradley Beach these days. I'm that not going. Uh, what's north of New York City? Uh, north of New York City like the, would the be boroughs. Connecticut? No, oh, no. In New York, boroughs, I don't know. Yeah. It was Westchester North? I don't know. Right? Westchester's North, yeah. yeah. I would maybe go to Staten Island. Maybe. Well, you drive through it every day. That's a good point. And plus, you go over the Outer Bridge Crossing. Not that right, big a it's deal. not that big a deal. Uh-uh. But going to the Bronx, that's a that's a trek. Well, because of the, it's the, because of the Turnpike and the yeah. GW Bridge, and then there's nowhere to take your car when you go to the states. It's a pain in the ass. I agree. Now, if I was Cleveland, I would partially, when I met the media, I would put some of the blame on this loss to the fact that uh, they they were scrambling for hotels the previous night. I disagree with that from this standpoint. These guys aren't in their own cars going from hotel to hotel to see (laughs) if they have availability. You know what wound up happening? Because remember, they probably, not probably, they were were probably packed and ready to go home or to Houston anyway. Yes. So they left their hotel and checked out. So after whatever happened on Monday night, Monday night, Monday night, they were leaving anyway. They were either going back to Cleveland or they were going to Houston. Either way, they were going to a plane, and they, but they were getting on a bus. So they checked out of their hotel. Do you really think that they got on a bus and had a team meeting? Where do we go? Everyone open your apps. No. They, were, they have a traveling secretary that handled that. And as soon as they cleared out, they got on the bus, and the bus took them to the new hotel that they were going to. Some Not them, that big a deal. Some of the players stayed in Yonkers. Good. I don't even know where that is. Yonkers is very close to the Bronx. Is it nice? Yeah, it's fine. They should have put him up in a seedy Bronx hotel. The Cleveland Guardians. By the way, everyone's still calling them the Indians. Uh, a lot of people do, uh, yes. The I, older people do. That just radio can't get broadcast, it through their heads. TV broadcast. Yeah, no, it's it, it's a hard habit to break. It's yeah. going to take time. I would say for the first... Uh, the first solid month or two of this season, I, I've said it numerous times. I correct myself and I do catch it, but it just it comes our whole life. That's what they've been. Yes, I still want to. I mean, even Washington, I still have trouble with the Commanders. It doesn't make sense to me. That's why for both of those franchises, I call them by the city. I that's I Cleveland. I don't disagree, which is why I wish they would have kept the Cleveland Baseball Club because I actually thought that worked. Yeah, and, and same thing with Washington. We loved Washington. Like I agree Washington with you. Football Club. Jerry. They both did work. All right, we got to yeah. take a quick break. I'm going to give you, let me play this, a little tease. A little you tease, tell me Jerry. if you know what this is, okay. and then we'll come back and tell the audience after. Billy going down to yellow and brown. That's what's in. So a little more of that coming back on the other side. Yellow and brown? <laughs> when we come back, we'll give you more of that and, and reveal what that is. And then we've got Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. All right, great to have you with us. It is Wednesday, 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 midweek. 
Coming up on a quarter to six, the guy's coming up at six o'clock. So I played for you before that uh, that one clip. I'm going to play a few more for you, and you tell me if you have any idea what this is. All right. Padres on the loose. Let's go, Goose. That's what's in. Bryce going to lose, and Manny's going to cruise. That's what's in. Now, <laughs> it's terrible. So I mean, It is not good, Jerry. No, it's not good. What is fascinating to me about this, I'll give you one more. Give Philly no slack and send them back. That's what's in. So this was before the game in San Diego yesterday. Uh, and that was, I guess it was on Good Morning San Diego. That's a real show? I KUSI. Thought was, I thought that was from uh, Anchorman. Every city's got a good morning. Good morning, Anchorage. <laughs> They've uh, Every city's got All one. All right. Good morning, San Diego. Yeah. You know how many views I got as of this morning? 350. 350,000. 1.3 million views. And is there just people on the streets singing songs? I don't know songs? who they are. It's, like, it's a guy and there's three guys behind him. They've got their Padres gear on. Yeah. And they've got this goofy crap, 1.3 million views. I like it, Jerry. It's going to go, well, I guess it went viral. I would say it's gone viral, yes. They've done pretty well for themselves at 1.6 million views. Yeah, pretty wild. What was the first one you played about brown and yellow? Yeah, well, the Padre colors. Brown and yellow. Billy going down to yellow and brown. That's what's in. Those are terrible. listen. I, I do love the Padres uniforms, especially the oh, old they look ones. Good. Yeah, but brown and yellow is not a like you would. That doesn't sound like a good combination. No, but they're I do like their uniforms. But it I agree work. with you. Yes, and partly because you feel like it's 1985 still. Yo, I, I know. Of course, Jerry. I've never seen someone love the 80s like I you. I love it. My God, A Rod's got himself a new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. No, he loves these fitness girls, huh? Loves a fitness model. Good for him. Loves a fitness model in her 40s. Loves it. Well, he's in his, right? He's 47. He's 47. Yeah. This uh, th- this is a girl. Her name is, she's a fitness guru, Jerry. Yes. Now, her last name is Cordero. Her first name is spelled J-A-C. How would you say that? Jack or her, Jace. Right. That's what I was thinking. But I mean, her name might be Jacqueline. I don't know. Oh, I see. I'm not that sure. That makes sense. I'm not, I'm not sure about. Jack Cordero. Yeah. She looks very similar to the... A-Rod definitely has a uh, type when he goes for fitness models. Okay. You know, so far, yes. So far. They're the more the kind of muscular women, mm-hmm. very attractive, have their own businesses. Yeah, they're Good making money because they're taking care of themselves. Yeah, they And they're going to take care of you. Oh, yes. So A-Rod's got himself a new model. It doesn't take long for A-Rod to find himself a new fitness model when uh, a relationship ends. He's A-Rod. He's handsome. He's wealthy, and he's A-Rod. Right. Those are all very positive aspects. Of course. Of course. Come on now. Jerry, did you see that the NFL has officially announced Black Friday games beginning next year? Yeah. They're going to dominate Thanksgiving weekend with three Thanksgiving games, then a Black Friday game that'll be on Amazon Prime. Right. Then I guess they take Saturday off, and then they Sunday they're back to another full slate of games. I'm going to say what I've I'm going to say what I've been saying. What it's did too, you say? It's too much. I'm I'm it's I'm exhausted. It's too much. It's too much football. I mean, like with week five, week six. I'm sorry, just ended tomorrow night. Here we go, week seven, and then the see the 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 week lasts almost a week. You know, you got game Thursday, and then Sunday, and then 
Monday. It's just it really sucks when the standalone games are terrible. I mean, that's what's what's For sure. really bad. The, now, I'm sitting here saying um, it's too much. Black Friday, though, is one of those days for me. It's different for everybody. That's the day I take all the Christmas stuff out. Kind of a good day to have. And I know there's a college football on, sure, but I'm not a college football fan. I don't mind it, but it just is adding to the entire. So you'll have it on while while you're putting up your Christmas tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your Christmas decorations. Yes. Will you be outside hanging lights outdoors where you staple them to your roof? I don't staple anything to the roof because I'm not Chevy Chase. This is not a uh, a Christmas vacation. Um, Yeah, I will put the lights up, but not usually that day. I usually do do that that weekend unless I'm traveling with Rutgers. You do outdoor lights or no? Yeah. Nothing crazy, though, but yeah, yeah. On the house. How do you attach them to your house? There's hooks from the previous owner at Hooks. Oh, yeah. perfect. The plastic hooks that... Well, there's... No, they have the um, the little peg hooks screwed into the... Um, oh, real hooks. Yeah. So, it's easy. Not that big a deal. Hmm. The hardest part is when you plug them in and there's a couple of lights out. Yeah, then what? Drives you nuts. Or if you have one where, like, a part of the strand is out and the rest are working, it's like, come on. That stinks. I miss the big bulbs from the 80s as yeah. well. Yeah. You can still buy them. They still make yeah, them. They're, no they're, one uses them, but you can buy them. I kind of feel like last year they were coming back a little bit. Maybe. I like the icicle ones. Icicles, yeah. I do. I, it's a different look. I'm Not anymore. But when they first came out, I'm like, you know what? That's different. I'm getting those. I you, still have them. You could also buy the lights now that are controlled with an app. You could change them any color you yeah, want. Yeah, I'm not into all this app stuff. You know what I, I like, though? You know, Yeah, I know. I mean, whatever. You're Mr. Techie. I'm not. Um... The one thing I do see all over the place now, I mean, we really are getting lazy as a society. There are guys now that will show up at your house with their own lights, put their lights on your house, and then they'll come back and take them away when the season's over. And store them. Yes. I think Gio did that last year. Oh, he did? Yeah. God. How about we that? are really getting lazy. And it's uh, landscapers, a lot of landscaping companies. I'm so, You know who does that, too? Do it. Our guy, Kirsch. He's a uh, light he guy? Does, yes. And he's the type, like all of these guys, very smart. As soon as Christmas is over and the lights go on sale for 90% off, he'll go buy up all the inventory so that when it's time to go do lights for people, he's got a whole assortment. Oh, that's a good idea. It's very, a, it's very smart. Smart businessman. Yeah, absolutely. Jerry, if you're a fan of old rich guys fighting with each other. I'm not, but this is funny. Well, there's a, a lot going on with the NFL owners. Uh Jim Ursay, owner of the Colts, said that it's time that uh, Daniel Snyder sells the team. Basically, yeah. Daniel Snyder then fired back at Jim Ursay. Uh, Daniel Snyder sent a letter to all the owners directly saying, fake news, sad. And then supposedly... Is that what he wrote? Fake news, sad? <laughs> yeah, that's Dear all Jerry said. Jones, fake news, sad, Dan Snyder. <laughs> Dear Robert Kraft, fake news, sad. <laughs> then evidently there was a heated exchange between... Old man Robert Kraft and old man Jerry Jones. But we don't know what about. I don't know if it's about the vote that Jones put in. So they're voting on Goodell in a new contract. Yeah. The owners voted 31 to 1 in favor of. To give Roger Goodell a new contract. Yes. Jerry Jones apparently was the one that said no. And not that he doesn't want him to be commissioner. He doesn't like the salary structure. Oh, okay. That's according to the story. And then the story just says, then... Jones at some point goes to Robert Kraft, don't F with me. Yeah. <laughs> and Kraft said, excuse me? <laughs> I don't know what that's about. I'd love to see a slap fight between a couple of old owners, old NFL owners. 
Who's the youngest owner in that room? I don't even. I can't even think of one. Um, is that dude who owns the Jaguars a young fella? Uh, I don't know. Is he young? I mean, what's young? Are we talking forties? <laughs> no, nah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's here's young. Shad Khan is his name. Yeah, he's got to be in his fifties. Here's young for an owner, Jerry, for an NFL owner. Okay, fifty and young, younger. I see, youngest NFL owner. Let's see. Uh, well, it's definitely not Miss McClaskey. She owns the Bears. She's 97. 97, so she's probably the oldest. She is, uh, yes, she I is the if, oldest. I and if, the Ford, right, from Detroit, isn't she in her 90s? Yeah. Or did she pass away? I hope those. I hope uh, the 97-year-old Bears owner got in the mix in this meeting, got in someone's face. I don't think she did. Uh, David Tepper is 62. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah, maybe that's as an older man's game. Ursay is 61. I'm getting there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This oh. NFL ownership is not the for the young. Dan Snyder's only 56. Ooh. Dan Snyder and Clark Hunt. They're both 56. Clark Hunt? Chiefs. And Michael Bidwell, who took over the Cardinals from his dad, is 56. Oh, I wish my dad owned the NFL team. So 56 years, yeah, well. Huh. And then right about now, he'd be like, son, I want you to take this over. I'd say I would love because you want the easy way out. You've readily admitted that I want the easy way in, and that's well. I mean, my dad easy way out of working. Something. Yeah, yeah. You want someone to just hand you something, right. And you collect and draw a paycheck from, and then I hire someone to run everything. Yeah, do all the stuff. Like I'm you supposed want to be no doing. part of responsibility, right? You don't want any over. You just want cash. Let's and, be honest. And to be, and you want to be known. And I get to go to these owners' meetings, right? And, like yeah. you want to be famous and rich and not yeah. do anything for it, right? I would want someone else, like my father, to have done it for me. And well, why don't you do that for your son? Well, I don't have a oh, son. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Leave it to your nephew. I don't have anything to give him, Jerry, other than a greyhound at well, this point. You still point. have time. You still have time to make your mark, Al. Many people will leave a mark, Jerry. No, actually, many will not. Most will not. Mo- most don't. Most will be forgotten. That is sadly true. And did you hear there was a brouhaha in the Steeler locker room, which is what led to... Um, so this is going back a few weeks. Yeah, which led initially to Mitch Trubisky's benching. Really? It wasn't his sucky playing? Well, it could have had something to do with it because right. he had a heated exchange with wide receiver Deontay Johnson. Yeah. Deontay Johnson must have been like, you suck. Try to throw me the football. <laughs> like, I'm open, dude. <laughs> yeah. I believe it. Hit me. I'm open. Because if you remember, too, Mike Tomlin had said that whole week. We're sticking with Mitch. We're not putting Pickett in. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here he was in the third quarter. So it makes sense. But it's interesting if the if those two were fighting that Mike Tomlin decided it was Mitch Trubisky's fault. Stats don't lie, Al. No, but I'm saying the fight itself yeah. seemed like... Mike he, Tomlin's a competitor. Yeah, he must have stepped out of line. Which tells you... What does it tell you about Mike Tomlin? What are the thoughts inside his head as he was watching that crap? I can't believe this is my quarterback. <laughs> Where's Ben? Where's Ben? <laughs> That's right. I need a man quarterback. Quick break. We got to go. We got to go. Oh. Odyssey Sports Minute, Amy Lawrence, and then we'll get you Boomer and Geo. It's on Dustin Hopkins. Dustin Hoffman? Hopkins. I'm Amy Lawrence with an Odyssey Sports Minute. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. To go, Boomer and Geo. Then Yankees win, Yankees win. They play the Astros tonight, and the uh, Phillies took game one from the Padres. Devils won, Islanders won. What else? I was just watching on the uh, CBS Sports Network monitor. They have uh, footage of Yankee fans taking to the streets. That's a place I don't want to be, Jerry. All these people running around in the Bronx, sitting on light posts, sitting on those walk, don't walk signs. Everyone's. 
in an Aaron Judge jersey. There's a new song by Paramore that I thought was written for you. What's it say? That's why I stay. I think I'll get the song for you, but that's it's basically like she don't want to do anything. Right, she don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. She don't want to leave. Just stay where she is. Drunk Yankee fans still climbing light posts, well, celebrating sure. there. WFAN, WFAN-FM, WFAN-FM HD1, New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.